Welcome to another epic episode of the Rebel Millionaire Podcast Show, the podcast for those revolutionary leaders, creators, geniuses, entrepreneurs, badasses who know that they are the 1% within the 1%, within the 1% and are ready to freaking claim it. I'm your host, Katrina Ruth. Let's jump into the show. So I thought I'd discuss for a moment just this thing that we get into as entrepreneurs, creators, magic makers extraordinaire where we freaking forget that we are creators, magic makers, extraordinaire, supernatural beings. Last night I was watching, I didn't watch the whole movie because my son was watching it already by himself without me being involved. And then I came along and watched the end after dinner together. And it was the movie Matilda, which is a an old movie. I believe it's based on a Roald Dahl book, if my memory serves me correctly. I don't think I've ever watched Matilda before. Roald, Ronald, no, Roald. His name's Roald, isn't it? Let's look it up to be sure. Hate to sacrilege an author. Roald Dahl. Yeah, Roald. What an interesting name. Roald. It's like his parents forgot a letter in the middle of the name. Um, I wasn't allowed to read his books as a kid because they were very on the magical side of things, I'm pretty sure. I think my mum chilled on that a bit as we got a bit older. Not on Royal Dahl. We'd grown out of that. It was too late. But there was a moment in time where she took all the Enid Blyden books and didn't. I don't think she went as far as burning them. I think I feel like she burned them. I don't think she actually burned them. Burning books, my goodness. No, I think we sold them in a garage sale, a yard sale, whatever you call it. So I have the Enid Blyden books back again. I've barely touched a Royal Dial book in my life. Maybe one or two. The BFG, of course. Well, of course, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, please. But most of them I never got to read because I was banned. And by the time the ban lifted, I'd grown out of it. So that's a little sad. Or not. Whatever. So I've never seen the movie Matilda until I watched just the ending of it last night with Nathan. And this girl, if you don't know the story, she essentially goes to this school with a horrible, nasty, just atrocious headmistress or whatever she is and she's just cruel and evil and violent violent and also disgusting of face and just they've you know really made her into this caricature of a scary you know creature or whatever and I was thinking about like you know what an old story like the, ch the child who is scared of the kind of mythical overly exaggerated larger than life terrifying creature who in actual fact has no power over them. But in the movie, of course, well, she did have power over her in a physical sense, being the headmistress and a fully grown adult human and Matilda being a little girl. But the movie is about that Matilda discovers her superpowers, supernatural powers, and her ability to move things with her mind being the most notable physical manifestation of that. And so it's about her realizing her powers starting to understand them any superhero movie as we know there's a journey of the person's powers are kind of shown to them the powers essentially don't work properly at first or the powers alternatively knock them all over the fucking place like spider-man being knocked from building to building and then they master their powers they integrate their powers and then they utilize their powers and or i don't know their powers turn against them in some cases in this case, powers didn't turn against her. In this case, she figured out her powers, started to use her powers, and obviously as part of that story, um, was able to, you know, reach a point of overcoming the scary um, 
adversary who had been trying to control her and realizing that she herself could be in control of her own life. I was sort of thinking about that, like the, the whole storyline of a child, you know, feeling out of control or being out of control and not able to exert any sort of authority or power of their life and, and how that's a pretty common storyline in books and movies. But the real thing that I was thinking about was this girl was learning to use her supernatural powers. And it was presented, of course, in the movie as this incredible, mysterious, you know, like crazy out there made up thing. And, you know, Nathan said at one point, my son said at one point, oh, like how cool would that be, right? To be able to move objects with your mind. And I thought, well, but you could. And I was just thinking, when did we as a, as a creature group, <laughs> when did humanity, I don't know, have we ever as a whole, as a collective, has humanity ever fully allowed its powers? Certain people groups have perhaps, certain cultures more so than others, certain smaller communities, certainly very many individuals over time. And I'm not going to go into a whole, you know, discussion of all the ways that people in their power, supernatural or otherwise, have been pushed down, suppressed, repressed or worse. Um, but I just wonder, was there ever a point in time where supernatural powers were normalised to where it wasn't even like a discuss, like even pre movies, obviously pre film, <laughs> way back. Like, was there ever a time where it wouldn't have even been a discussion or a point of conversation or something to draw significance to that a child or anyone else had these supernatural powers, and that it would be as weird to make a movie about that <clears throat> or to draw attention to it as what it would be to make a movie about how you have these limbs hanging off your body that can just randomly do things. Like really, I'm moving something with my mind anytime I do that, aren't I? You know, like that's fucking magical unless you're a um, biomechanical expert of some kind. Then you're not, none of us are here unless you have, you know, definite expertise in that area could explain actually how this works, right? Unless you've actively learned that, like we, understand the theory but can you really break down and explain how it is that your um mind is able to decide to pick up the glass or walk from here to there or do anything with your physical abilities and then it just happens you know i don't know the series of commands that just occurred melanie says your aussie accent is so freaking cute to my american arts <laughs> this is why i'm so famous in america you guys this is why i make so much money from my american audience i'm sorry not sorry people just love my accent i can't help you with that one it is what it is but thank you for the compliment. But maybe really I make the money. I make my business so successful because I speak freaking soul truth and I speak fire at your ass <laughs> in an Aussie accent. I mean, I love a Texan accent. I can't go past it. It's hard. It's the best. The best. I, I love mini accents. So, but an Aussie one's pretty standard, I've got to say. So when did it become a point of conversation to draw attention to that... A child has the supernatural ability to move something with their mind. Well, obviously, no one's most most people are not out there walking around moving something with their mind without also involving their physical parts. But it's still moving something with your mind. But the physical magic of what we can do is just as mysterious, really, as what we can do supernaturally and energetically. And it's just that it's accepted and we don't feel a need to explain it or justify it and nobody's going to kill anyone for doing weird voodoo shit like picking up a glass with their hand. 
kill or repress them or whatever. So I don't know if it was ever just a fully accepted part of, hu of, of humanity that we have these supernatural magical abilities. But when I watch this movie, I look at this girl doing this, yeah, like mystical supernatural magical stuff and I just think, but that's entirely within the realms of possibility, literally. I don't mean as an analogy. I don't mean using your hand to pick up the glass. Literally, that or anything else at all. I mean, the Bible itself says you have the ability to move mountains and that you have greater supernatural abilities than Jesus himself had on earth. So you can come at this from any standpoint you want, any paradigm you want. I'm actually coming at it from a Christian paradigm, which oftentimes surprises people. The supernatural part of what we have and who we are is just as real, just as fully given to us, just as God-given and ordained as well for anyone who gets up in their whatnots about that, which I certainly spent plenty of years getting up in my whatnots about that and thinking that it was bad or wrong or not appropriate. It, it's just as yours as your ability to use your physical limbs. So whilst it's cool to have movies and books and stories and whatever that highlight like, oh, this wonderful thing and it's a beautiful story and a beautiful movie, at the same time, these things are just showing us what is actually there for us. They really are. And some of us just know that innately and we always always have. And maybe we've hidden it, suppressed it, or maybe we feel like we can't fully understand it. So that's hard. Or we've had reasons to feel that it's bad or wrong. And so we've pushed it down for that reason. Or we just kind of forgot. And then other people, I'm not speaking to other people, but other people don't want to entertain this sort of stuff and would go screaming for the hills or just think I'm crazy or whatever. So that's fine. But maybe I'm talking more so to you as some as a person who has either suppressed it, pushed it down, made it bad or wrong, and or, and this might be a big one, because I do think that most people who come into my space fundamentally know that this stuff is good, it's for you, it's of God, it's of life, it's of truth, and that you were given these powers and these tools to play with for a mother freaking reason, and that you're actually supposed to be operating in the supernatural whilst here on earth. It's not like something you wait for. Or do it afterwards when I'm not in my physical being. Well, no, your physical being has a supernatural and a spiritual side. Like, freaking use it, right? You don't have to use it to, I don't know, punish a naughty headmistress. But I suppose you could. The thing is, I think the big reason why we don't utilize these parts of us, one of the primary reasons, is simply environment. It's simply that we're not immersed in an environment where it's, continually or regularly or even at all shown to us that this is normal so it's taken from the place of normal and it's somehow been placed up on the pedestal of mysterious not really real a story of fantasy which is why we then watch a movie like that or kids watch movies like that and go "Ooh, you know imagine like how cool or how fun that would be imagine if i had those super superpowers you know or supernatural powers maybe some of these authors this is for sure. Some of these authors, not all, I guess, but some of these authors, writers, producers, whatever, are actually intentionally trying to tell us something. I'm pretty freaking certain about that, yeah? Are actually sharing a message to bring us back to truth and they just have a way of turning it into a fabulous story. And then others, I'm sure, just understand marketing and don't really believe that it's real at all, perhaps. Who knows? But for sure, you can tell when an author, a songwriter a creator, you can tell when they're tapped into the magic. Like you freaking feel that it pulses through your veins, doesn't it? And 
I just Googled Roald Dahl books because I was talking about the movie Matilda for anyone who just jumped on. And even if I look at the lineup of the names of the books and just the vibe of the original covers that's in front of me on my um, screen here on Google Images, I feel it. Like you can feel that this is someone who actually understood magic to whatever degree. And of course, was a great storyteller and writer and, you know, dedicated creator, etc. as well, clearly, to produce all of this work. The thing is, this is not just conceptual. And I'm not actually, I didn't even come here today. I've gone down tangent. I didn't expect to. Shocker. Um, I didn't really come here to talk about doing like crazy out there, whatever that means. Why is it crazy? Let's bring that back again. But I didn't come here to talk about like literally moving a physical mountain with your mind. But you could if your faith was there because you certainly had the ability. So if your faith was there and your choice was there and you believed that it was required and desired and whatever, yeah, I certainly believe you could. Never did it personally. Done some pretty cool things personally though that would be considered impossible, supernatural, no fucking way, or that you somehow cheated or did something wrong or bad for that to happen. What I really came on to talk about is the difference between in business and as an entrepreneur, creator, coach, healer, leader, guide, etc., operating from a place of being tapped into your magic, tapped into your truth, tapped into the powers that you have creatively, physically, emotionally, mentally, and yes, also supernaturally and spiritually, as opposed to sludging forward in the mother freaking quicksand of should and try and, you know, whatever else. And like think, think, thinking your way into if I do this and put this in place and work really hard and make that sales page really good and, you know, check all the things and then do all the things properly, then I'm going to make more sales, make an impact, build this business, whatever. I don't, I don't just speak from theory. Many of you know, you might not know, you might be new. I've made over $20 million online simply by sharing my message and my truth, writing, speaking, creating courses and programs, mentoring, coaching, that sort of thing. And that's just my online business. And that hasn't come from ticking my way through stuff. It hasn't come from being a proper marketer. I think I'm a great marketer. I think I'm a great marketer, salesperson, copywriter, you name it. But yet next to nothing that I do or have done fits into the so-called mold of what you're supposed to do to create online success. And I'm fortunate that I started to create online success before the industry of online whatever really blew up or was even kind of known about. So I started in 2006 didn't make any money for a few years because I wasn't selling anything. Didn't know I was in it to make money. I was just blogging um, and then gradually picked up speed. And then by the time I kind of cottoned on to what was possible of my, you know, natural born entrepreneurial mind and creative mind kicked in, I just went boom from about maybe 2012 onwards. And now I have multiple different businesses, ventures, plenty of time that I actually spend in my investments and whatnot as well, other things outside of this business. And I have this epic coaching business that I freaking love where I get to just wake up and share and write and create and speak what's coming through me and impact amazing people all around the world in just like well over a hundred countries who purchase from me and from my company and read my stuff and get my free content or listen to a free live stream and are impacted. And all I care about and all I ever cared about with this was I just want to wake up each day and speak truth into the life of lives of other driven, badass humans who know that they're born for more and are willing to do what it takes. Yeah, I want to make money. Yeah, I want whatever else. But that was like secondary, yeah? I just knew that that was going to happen. I chose it. I knew it was going to happen. But the thing is that how I've created the results I've had has been like 0.00 whatever percent 
actually pushing myself through shit I didn't want to do, quicksand, bullshit, whatever. And the, and the entire rest of it has been the moments which became more and more as I tapped more and more into my truth and is now just how I flow and live and do business in life for years now. The moments where I went out of the idea of this is how life works or this is what's actually real and I went into fantasy, the impossible, mystical even. Didn't always feel like mystical, but into a place of, you shouldn't be able to do that or that's not possible or you can't do it in that time frame or whatever else and just choosing it anyway. Now, the epiphany I had over the holiday break was essentially I noticed an error where I'd been trying to push myself uphill again and I just hadn't caught myself out. You know, it took me a minute or however long to be like, oh, why are you doing that? Like, okay. The mere fact that it feels convoluted and hard and outside of me reminds me that it's not coming from inside of me and I just flicked back into this realization of like cat you've proven this a million times over your clients have proven it a million times over it gets to be so freaking easy like reminder you have permission it gets to come from being unapologetically you it comes from a flowing out of you not from a trying to step out of you to go and find something that's external so that what one day you can be you Thank you so much for joining me in another episode of the Rebel Millionaire podcast show. It has been my honor and absolute pleasure to get to participate with you in the download, in the dropping in and in the kicking your butt back to soul, certainty and truth. I do have a little free gift for you if you want to head on over to thekatrinaruthshow.com forward slash podcast free gift and check out what we've got there for you. Have an amazing epic rest of the day or evening wherever you are in the world. And do not forget, life is now, press play. Mm -hmm.